ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the one and only Actors Lounge Podcast with yours truly, Shane Nicholas, and as always, my friend, Lamar Finesse. Ooh, Lamar, take it away with the disclaimer. All right, everybody get out. If you're under 18, we don't need you in here. Just leave. Uh, we are talking about some literature today, but grown folks literature, so get the fuck out if you're yeah. a kid. Grown <laughs> peeps, fuck off. No, um, today we're going to have our first episode <laughs> of our um, Actors Lounge podcast book club. Yeah, so is, yeah. So we're gonna get about that. we're gonna get into some stuff like um, I read a lot of uh, gay literature and like uh, comic books, graphic novels, and Shane reads nothing. <laughs> he know he knows he's read stuff. I read has. some stuff. Whatever, yeah, yeah whatever he. Minimal. I'm yeah. reading a, a book right now. Uh, and I, I didn't get too much into it, but uh, too much into the book. But I, I'm reading a book right now from um, an accomplished author that's local to Warren, Ohio, that owns his own brewery, and it's like a sci-fi military kind of style book that I'm really excited about. Nice. And I just got into it, and it Sounds just dope. started getting really good. No spoilers. <laughs> we'll talk more about it. So later. we'll talk about that one day, yeah. and then we'll talk oh. about. Um, I have a whole little list of stuff, so that, good. Uh, books that I want to talk about. Such a good book. So yeah, we got some stuff, and first we're gonna start off with a memoir. Um, um, the Meaning of Mariah Carey, obviously, yeah. written by Mariah Carey with Michaela Angela Davis. Um, they partnered up to make this book, and um, I will say it's very well-paced, well-written, and um, kind of until the fourth part. <laughs> it's cut up in four sections. Yeah, he's been telling me a lot about it. I had to get this off my chest, so I'm glad, oh. so glad we're doing this. Um, <laughs> did you want to tell them what we've been up to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. what we've been up to. Oh my gosh! So I've been getting some more better equipment. Some more better. <laughs> I've been upgrading our equipment to get a better podcast. So I have a new computer coming. It's really fucking expensive. I'm really excited about it. We'll be doing a GoFundMe and some. We're gonna be getting a Patreon soon for our YouTube and a, a join or whatever for those that want to do a monthly subscription for our YouTube. Um. We're trying to get some better equipment that week. We can have guests. The only reason why we haven't been having so many special guests is the only backdraft right now is our lack of equipment. Not from guests, because we both have uh, plenty of people that love to be on our podcast, talk about whatever their life, what they're doing for a living, how they do it, how they rock and roll. I'm having music guests, health professionals. He knows some people in the industry uh, and performance art that want to be on our podcast. Our only drawback right now is just our lack of equipment. Or we're minimalist. So we're know. getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. But, I mean, we're on... This is our 11th episode. Yay. So this is our 11th episode. Yay! Double digits still. <laughs> That's right. So our most recent episode is our second best uh, listened episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. So we're really making some headway. I know some of our videos are pretty long, but, or our, our uh, podcast is really long, but we like long form. We talk a lot about performance art. We talk about the acting process, the writing process, directing process. He and I both have a lot of experience in that. And we take a lot from our experiences and other people's experiences and what uh, we've seen and how we watch film and TV. We watch film and TV very differently. We don't watch it as like just a watcher kind of thing where it's like, ah, oh, that was okay, but I didn't have enough of this. Like, I'm fuck <laughs> off. Like, we watch it as it's a good movie for this. So we, we have a completely different prerequisite um, to, to talk about these kinds of things we talk about. So we want to talk about books. As we want to talk about books, now we're going to talk about books. And we're starting with uh, the meaning of Mariah. Yeah, I love Mariah. She's a good actress. She's been in some film too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. She gets into um, a lot of that. Um, this actually maybe I've read autobiographies, of course, and stuff like that. But um, as far as like a memoir, 
um, where the uh, where it's about the person mm -hmm. that they actually took part in writing it. This is the first time I've read an actual memoir, I guess, and um, I, I'd say it's pretty personal, and it's um, it's pretty tastefully done too. She doesn't explain every single thing about her life. It's not really anything too salacious, but like if you if you're a music fan. Um, cause she's a big part of music, I would, yeah. I would say. So, like, you might want to give it a, you might want to give definitely. it a read. And definitely, if you're a lamb, lambly, you, you know you already got this book. And you, I know you <laughs> dug your heels up in them. But, um, yeah, we're gonna start off, uh, I'm gonna start off being a little shady. I'm going to read, uh, something that she wrote, uh, before the book really starts. And I'm gonna read the, like, the last part. It says, and to Pat, my mother, who through it all, I do believe, truly did the best she could. Aww. I will love you the best I can, always. So, I'm just letting you... It, you can already tell, it ain't, like, the best relationship. <laughs> just, just by that alone. But, um, okay. So, Give it's, me a spoiler. <laughs> I think it's about 300-something pages. It's almost 350 pages. I took my time with it, because, like, um... I didn't... I don't like to rush through books especially when i'm enjoying them i like to take my time read maybe a certain yeah. amount however much i feel like i want to read that day and then just in like there. just live in that moment like she has um certain parts um in certain chapters of this book and like especially in chapter uh part two she has certain chapters that explain like certain videos and there's one video the roof if you guys know that from butterfly 1997 she explains the backstory behind that video and what inspired it I got my fucking life that day, bitch. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I, I just, oh, oh my god. It was just so beautiful and amazing. And I just, I will always remember the first time I read that and what it, what it really inspired it. And it was freaking dope because that's probably my favorite Mariah Carey video and one of my favorite video, music videos in life in general, like for real. So, um, it's nice to get some backstory on certain things. And um, part one is Wayward Child, where she talks about her childhood with her uh, mixed race family. Part two is Sing Sing, where she talks about her rise to fame once she finally got a record deal and um, her marriage to Tommy Mottola, the fucking devil. And um, and uh, about how she um, basically was just about to get out of it. And then part three is All That Glitters when she's out of that divorce and stuff and she's starting uh, her deal with, um, I think Virgin Records it was, I think it was. Yeah, she starts where she got the uh, 100 million dollar record deal with virgin records after leaving sony columbia yeah so she starts that and all that glitters and talks about the the glitter breakdown and everything like that and then um part four which is my least favorite part it was still good though but it was very disconnected but um it talks about from uh the emancipation album 2005 all the way up until like i guess now 2019 when this was probably finished even though right now it's 2020 but um yeah, I just want to say, like, 2000, the emancip part four emancipation, by the time you get there, it's probably, like, seriously less than 60 pages, so I'm like, wow, how are you going to talk about 2005 to right now in less than 60 pages? I was like, oh, <laughs> I already knew, I already knew it was, like, not going to be <laughs> what I wanted it to be. But anyway, part one, she talks about Wayward Child, and uh, if you guys don't know Mariah Carey, uh, I think she was born in 69 or 70, and uh, her mother is Irish. Right <laughs> right. I'll tell you right now. Her mother was Irish and her father was um African American and Venezuelan. So that's that's her heritage. And, 1970, um, by the way. 1970. 1970 yeah. yeah. And we she <laughs> Right. She um she has a uh that they got together. The dad was um military. I forget which branch, excuse me. But um the mother was a former opera singer, um 
Wow, so that was yeah. That's where she got kind of got her base gotcha. from learning, uh, you know, music and how to sing and everything like that. So um, that was kind of cool. And uh, she has a, a older brother who's like nine years older than her, Morgan. Damn, crazy as fuck. Uh, <laughs> she has a sister who's nine years older, eight years older than her, um, Allison. Also crazy as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so, um, by the time Ryan came along, uh, she was, uh, three years old by the time her parents got divorced, and, uh, the shit just wasn't working, and, um, she lived with her mom most of the time, and I don't know, see, this is the thing, I'm gonna just have to go in, like, I just have to let it out right now. (laughs) Do it. Like, the mom, like, what was the point? Okay, tell me, what the fuck was the point of meeting this man and having three kids by him, if you're not really gonna give a fuck as a mother, like... I don't understand, like, you're yeah. not into nurturing, you're not into development. I don't get it, I don't get it. I seem like, I was like, did she, like, have her first two kids and then it drained her by the time she had Mariah? Or I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know, but, like, first off, as a provider, like, she, after they got divorced, at one point, they was, they moved 13 times while Mariah was with her mom. Holy since shit. Since she was, like, three, yeah, she moved 13 times. I moved a bunch, too, but not know. I counted after I'm reading this, yeah, like, maybe, yeah, like, yeah. eight or nine times. <laughs> I'm probably about 13, 14 times. Okay. Like, when I was younger, I moved around a lot. Right, but. yeah. But, um, uh, mostly That's in... a lot. Yeah, mostly in, uh, I think New York, New Jersey type of areas is where she, she was mostly was. She was born in Huntington, Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. So she was right. New York bred. Yeah, she was. In New she York was. And she lives in Manhattan right now, I think. But, oh, okay. But, yeah, she, um... Yeah, her mom, at one point, her mom, they lived in a shack for, like, the longest time until she actually got her, moved out and got a record deal. Like, it was, like, some type of gross-looking shit. I'm like, so she just, I know shit was expensive, but, like, you just never really hustled to, like, <laughs> get better? Like, I don't know. And then at one point, it pissed me off because she said after she graduated and was trying to get a record deal and stuff, she, um, her shoes were, like, she only had one pair of shoes, and they were, like, ripped up, and she she asked her mom for um some money for some shoes, or, or shoes, it didn't matter. I can't remember if she asked for money for the shoes or the actual shoes but she asked for that and then her mom asked the brother for it and then he's like she's just gonna have to learn how to do things for herself she was like well damn i'm just asking for one pair of shoes i'm yeah. not asking for like fuck i'm asking you to do your job right man. okay and first off she asked Help you mom. here she asked you mom she didn't ask big brother she asked mother yeah so her mom i don't feel like her mom was any type of provider i don't understand i don't but like seriously what was the point of having kids if you're not really gonna yeah, give a fuck like for so like, many people are so easy to have exactly. kids without wanting to understand their responsibility. Exactly, like, like I don't get it. Like twenty years of work. In like, my, no in my Cardi B voice, what was the reason? What was that reason? Like <laughs> seriously, I want to have a conversation with this woman, Patricia Carey. Like seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like okay, one time she was about. Uh, I'm jumping, but let me just. I have yeah, to go. Jumps, okay. I have to go in yeah, on the wall. It's a big book. She uh she was probably about, big fucking book. Look at this thing. <laughs> she was about sixteen. She was about sixteen, and her uh, mom was uh she was either married to this guy or dating a guy, and he took he took uh um the guy took Mariah's mom and Mariah and Mariah's nephew because her crazy sister had a kid by then. <laughs> so she t- he took them all out to dinner, and then like after dinner he got the bill. He was like, they're gonna have to pay for their own shit. And <laughs> what the fuck? So Mariah just paid whatever she had, and she just left with her little nephew. And the mom just stayed there and with him for the evening. She didn't say like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like she didn't do any of that. Like, ew. She stayed with him for that day. Like she didn't. Ew. Like what the fuck? Like what type of shit is that? And then she said she just left, and then her and her um 
nephew went to go see Back to the Future Part One or Two. I can't remember. But um, Part Two. I'm like, that's that's what type of shit is that, Patricia? (laughs) What the fuck? What a lazy bitch. That's type of weird shit. That's type of weird shit. Her dad was um, her dad. I think after a certain point, she stopped having uh Sunday visits with her father for some reason. It just Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just they just got less. Don't don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I put a a, a, a ear on his book. He sure did. Fuck me. I'm sorry. But um, was dumb. Uh yes, at at one point um she was going to her father's every Sunday Ooh. for um these visits and he would make this uh type of pasta that she absolutely loved and she mm. does it. I she said she does it every Christmas Eve or every New Year's Eve. I can't remember, but it's it's cute because like it was a sweet memory to her. And her dad was very structured. He was very military still, and um he worked on this car a lot. I forget what kind of car it was. Sorry guys, but she so just his dad never kind of came into the picture or no he was um after the divorce uh she. She would visit his house every Sunday, yeah. but um, after a few years or something like that, um, it just didn't. She just didn't go over there as much. Mm. But um, she remember driving, riding in his car with him, and just playing music and stuff and having fun like that. But it just seems like, let me just say, <clears throat> her dad seemed pretty freaking tolerable. It, I feel like she should have had him more in her life. He seemed pretty tolerable. Um, maybe not the funnest, lovey dovey type of dad, but you you don't even need that. But you know, it's tolerable for you to. He yeah. seemed he seemed doable, but that fucking mother, oh my god, and that brother with his anger management problems, and then as an adult, his shady fucking ways with yeah. with money and shit. No, hell no. And then the sister, Not for me, man, the sister horse sister drug using sister, like what? I don't know what the fuck her story was, but she needs help. And to this day, she's every now and then in the headlines, like she. I feel kind of bad for her because I don't know what the fuck happened to her because it looks like the her face it just looks like she has like no life left. In you can her. hear a lot of that angst in, yeah. in some of her songs, not not to the extent where it's like hatred, but you can you can see that she really sings and does a lot from the heart. Yeah, I'm so glad you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good ear. But yeah, and the so, song pedals. She yeah, I think absolutely. she was saying goodbye. I'm not too familiar with yeah. the song, but I, if I've mm-hmm. heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. And I think that's one reason why. Just my opinion is one reason why she's made such tremendous strides with her career is just how she handles her music. Yes, I think she it's really, personal. it really, exactly. It comes very personal level. Comes even if it's just a regular pop song, which I'm sure she has. It still comes from mm-hmm. some kind of organic, right? Kind of development, like yeah. Like, Every know, song she's she's ever um, put out there, other than covers, the few covers that she's ever done, she's always uh, co-written or co-produced any song on her albums. Like yeah. that's she's oh, she's had a hand on um, yeah yeah she's not just a not gonna lie. she's a not just a singer for me right this is a learning experience she's not just a singer she line, she like figures out the vocal arrangements all of that oh, like, okay. she has a hand in all every behind the scenes type no, of stuff she really does she writes lyrics all that mm-hmm. i thought this figures was out the melodies i thought this yeah. was interesting mariah carey has two world records two guinness book world records one is for oh. hitting the highest note for uh the Emotions? national anthem. Okay. Okay. Highest note for doing the national anthem. I don't. It was like a G seven sharp. Mm-hmm. I guess that I don't know a lot about music. <laughs> very minimal, but I guess that's like one of the highest notes she's had. Another one for having the most range of octaves. She can go from an A two to a G seven, which I guess is a pretty huge range. <laughs> yeah, a, a very dynamic. I believe range. it. I mean, that's like six, seven <laughs> octaves. I don't know how many octaves there are, but she can fucking hit them all. She can. So yeah. she's got two world records. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever beat them or not. Currently, she's got but a, no, I don't think so. She's got another record. She's the only um, 
She's the only artist Ooh. to have a number one in every single year of a decade. So from nineteen ninety, oh, 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 oh. yeah, from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety one, she had at least one one number one single each freaking year. No other artist has ever done that, and no artist probably never will, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's impressive as hell. But that's um, a tough beat. <laughs> that's a tough beat. Yeah, that's not music. In, the world ain't the music in the world ain't like it was. So it ain't gonna never yeah. be another Mariah Carey. She came from with those time, type of accolades. She came from a time when you needed. Half talent, half luck. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have some kind of skill set. You had to have the right motivation, the right people right. in your life. So you had to have good luck, like how you network, mm-hmm. how you communicate. Exactly. Whereas now, it's it's you don't technically have to have the talent. You just have to have the luck. Yeah, because like how she the even willingness. got a record deal, it was like the classic Cinderella story. She okay. um she sang background. She got a background gig singing for Brenda K Star. I think her name was. Okay. And uh, Brenda really loved her voice and stuff, and she thought she was so cool. And they would hang out sometimes, and she would take her to parties sometimes. Ooh. So she was like, "All right, like have your demo, and we'll go to this party, and we'll give it to this guy." And they meant to give it to this one guy, but Tommy Matola just stepped in and grabbed the demo tape, and like. <laughs> I think he just took it because <laughs> they were about to give it to another record exec, but he just like he just grabbed it. It was weird. Like that just just that just shows you right off the bat the motherfucker ain't right. <laughs> like right. something is off. Nope, mine. Fuck off. <laughs> right, right, right. And, he, and then he actually mine. left. He left. Um, he just walked away after he did that, and they thought that was extra weird. But he actually went to uh, go into his limo or his car and listen to it. And then when he went back, she had already left because like that was a what the fuck moment. So yeah, it was. Crazy. Yeah, why are you gonna steal my tape? Right. And so not like, even say like oh, I'll be right back. Right? Yeah. Give me like a BR. Like, no or communication. Some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 1988. I don't know. Weird. It was weird. Yeah. It was 88 or 89, guys. Probably still fucking weird. But yeah. <laughs> but but um. Yeah. yeah when, get over being weird. When he went back, she had already left, just like Cinderella with the glass slipper. She was, mm. she was down. So. But um. That's she uh. Right. But um. That's how she got a record deal because uh, she was connected from you know. Did this come yeah. out? Did this book come out before or after her divorce? Um, this came out like just this year, a few months. Oh, ago. Oh, then yeah, as well, yeah. well after her divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was married to Nick Cannon for like fucking eight years. I'm just looking at the IMDb right now. I'm looking at was it eight years? Yeah, yeah. April thirtieth to November. So it was like over eight years. I didn't think they, they were together that long. Four years ago, uh, they may have been together longer before they got married. I mean, Nick Cannon. I mean, shit. What's the divide in age? She's seventy. He's like eighty-ish, mid eighties. So there's a not that that matters. Mm-hmm. There's at least a twelve 10, or so. 12, yeah, yeah, at least yeah. a fifteen-year divide between them. Right. But man, yeah, that ended four years ago, in November. Literally, exactly. Oh my gosh, when they finalized it, because I think it did take two years for them to finalize it. Gotcha. Okay. She mentioned that. I think she mentioned that in the book. Yeah, two years and like. 10 days or 15 days is November 2nd, 2016. This is what IMDb says. Okay, but yeah, we're on part one right now. Um, still about her childhood. And uh, yeah, she mostly lived with her um, with her mom and uh, until she, uh, you know, graduated. We'll do some IMDb left. trivia later. But she um, <laughs> also, trivia. her mom seemed kind of jealous of her after a while. Like, I think she said once she came around. Oh, like, she was a uh, musician or singer, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she, her mom got kind of jealous. And I like, guess. It was like never the same after that. You know, uh, that happens to a lot of women anyways. Like, yeah, <laughs> with their daughters. Yeah, as fuck. Like, <laughs> Why can't you be like, hey, great job. Oh, my God. I'd love right. to so sing background for you. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> that too. Right. When she get titties, the whole thing is off. Yeah, it's never the same. I'm fucking real. That's <laughs> bullshit. When you when you 
raise and made a daughter. Although, from what you're telling me from what the book, I'm sure is saying that she didn't really uh, have much of a uh, um, raising opportunity with her daughter. I'm sure she raised her, but... She like, raised her, but she wasn't... She left her home alive and under the age of 10 and shit. Like, that's not right. You don't uh, do that. I, she wasn't very... I wouldn't say, like, abusive is the word, but I would say neglectful as hell. Like, I would definitely say that yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I would definitely say neglectful. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was sad to see some of the stuff, and, um, do I want to talk, okay, I'll talk, I'll do one story about her sister, um, her sister, sister story time, (laughs) her sister, Allison (laughs) Carey, crazy as hell, poor thing, but, um, spoiler alert, her sister was, um, she got pregnant at, like, 14 or 15, and she, I know, right, and she, uh, went to the Philippines or somewhere with the boy who got her pregnant and then they got married or whatever. She comes back by the time uh, uh, Mariah is, I think, 12? Yeah, I think she was 12. This is crazy. Hmm. Okay, so she she comes back around uh, and hangs out with the mom and, and, this, and Mariah, you know, comes by every now and then, whatever. And then she... Um, she takes Mariah out with her boyfriend. They all just hang out sometimes in the car and stuff, and they go to IHOP for pancakes and stuff, and just listen to music in the car and have yeah. fun and stuff like that. Like okay, okay. So um, she got Mariah Carey a uh, private phone or whatever, so she could call her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one day she calls the private phone, and Mariah answered. She's like, "Hey, um, we we coming to pick you up. You want to come?" She's like, "Okay, sure." Because like you know, she's thinking it's just hanging out with her sister again. Cause she didn't, Mariah didn't have many friends, so like, you know. So she's like, okay, cool. And then she gets there, and it's only the boyfriend there. So right there, bitch! I'm just like, Mariah don't know no better, she's fucking 12. So she gets in the car, and um, the boyfriend isn't being like nice and friendly like he normally is. No fun music or anything. So Mariah's eventually just like, um, are we going to get my sister here? And he was like, um, yeah, sure. And then he takes her to this house, and it's like, um... Some, like a table like this, it's just like three or four dudes playing Small cards. Okay. Uh-huh. And then Mariah's just sitting in the corner, and she's just like uncomfortable as fuck. And they're just talking about um, how they like fuck bitches and stuff like that. Just weird, fucked up, inappropriate shit. And then she was like really scared. But then eventually, um, they he just stopped playing the card games, and then he just took her back to the car. So like, okay, no, wow, nothing happened. Jesus Christ, this is a miracle. And then he took her to a drive-in movie. Ew the fuck yeah he took her to a drive-in movie and she was really uncomfortable and he he um they he parks movie bus start and then he like puts his arm around her and pulls her in a little bit weird as fuck and he said he kissed her really hard on the cheek and she was like <laughs> really scared and uncomfortable she's freaking 12 that's a baby and then um some dude pulled up next to them to watch the movie too but then he just like looks into the window and he's just like wait what the fuck he just he just looks like really weirded out too and then um the, the guy uh the guy mariah's with he just um pulls off he pulls off and then just takes her home so I guess he didn't want to go through with it, thank God. But she, Mariah, yeah. was, Mariah was like that. She was she was scared and she was praying and she thought that guy next to them was her prayer answer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I could have been bad as fuck. And then one time she was somewhere outside with some other kids and then he was looking for her and he pulled up and then she had ran and hid until he had left and she was looking for her. What the fuck? Her sister tried to pimp her out. That's some weird ass shit. That's some weird ass shit. Oh, and then, yeah. So that was fucked up. That was a fucked up situation. And then this other time, I think it was before this because I think that's the last time she, she unplugged the phone after that. Yeah. <laughs> she said, fuck that shit. 
That is fucked up. That is fucked up. That is fucked up. But before that, this other time, the sister had dropped her off at the mom's house, and she pulled out like some cocaine, and I think she put it on like a nail file. And Mariah was like kind of old enough to know that she shouldn't be doing that. She was was like, she's like, here, just take a little bit. She was like, um, she's like, come on, just take a little bit. And Mariah was like, uh, no thanks. I'll see you later. (laughs) And just walked away. Something like that. God damn, this poor girl. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck, Allison? Oh my god. Holy fucking shit. It is so sad. So sad. But hopefully nothing really happened. I mean, you know when you know when like people write books. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that is. I don't don't ever want that to happen to anyone. Right. Exactly. Scum's a fucking life. Fuck them. That's fucking crazy. That is terrible. That is terrible. That she even put her her sister yeah. in that situation. I have a sister. I was fucking hey, yeah, yeah. Like, you got a sister. Even if you don't have a sister, if you know a, a human, woman, yeah. yeah. If you like, know people or right. a kid, exactly. I mean, that happens to all kinds of kids, not just women, but it happens to children. I mean, think of think of the kids that uh, um, come over here illegally. How many of them do you think are mm-hmm. put, you know, into certain situations right. where they're like, exactly. I can make a buck? Exactly. Disgusting. That's bullshit. their survival, right? But, I'm um, really glad that didn't she said, her. right, she said, um, she said after that, she just unplugged that phone and just didn't yeah. fuck with her no more, and I don't think she told her mom about that. I'd have fucking destroyed that phone. Right. I'd have fucking beat that phone with a club. Oh my god, and this other so time, right, this other time, I don't know if it was before or after this, but one time the sister came over, and they were having tea, and then the dad called, mm. Allison didn't want to talk to the dad, and Mariah answered the phone, and she was like, she was like... They were playing. They were playing. They were like, she was like, oh no, she's not here. And, then, <laughs> and she's like, okay, she's she's right here. And then Allison was like, she screamed like, no. And then threw the fucking tea on the little girl's back. What the fuck? Get some emotional self control. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. So she had like, um, ugh, maybe second degree burns. She was she was Seriously burnt up. Burned, like that is that's abuse. Now that's yeah, abuse. Yeah. Now, even um, if it was cold water, I mean, still, it's but yeah, kind like, of abuse. Have some emotional, like what, what? That's how you know something's wrong with her. Yeah. Like to try to pimp out her sister, maybe she couldn't. She, she needed more drugs or what? I don't, I don't fucking know. And she just Could used her sister thing. for more drugs. So yeah. So like, I don't know. But that that thing, she burned her her back up, and I was like, she was just like y'all was just playing. She thought y'all was just playing, just because you didn't want to talk to your fucking father. You just gonna pour the fucking tea on her fucking back <laughs> like that. That type of shit is insane. That's how you know Allison Carey. Like something up. is fucking wrong yeah. with her. That don't make fucking sense to me. That creeps me out. Right. Just thinking of that. Just thinking of that kind of shit. Fucking. Yeah. It's like just. I've been doing stuff like that when I was younger with my mom. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it was, it wasn't that extreme, but it was. Close. Yeah, it was. It was some. It was emotional. Right. It was mostly emotional, which is equally as bad, if not. Uh, some people argue that emotional damage is, is worse than physical. It damage. is because it lasts longer. It's harder to. Yeah, you have to think about to it. To get yeah. over, like getting punched in the face is easy. You wait till the bruises are healed and right. You know, it's fine. You can't heal easily. Whatever. Fine. Yeah, but someone calling you a piece of shit and browbeating you and right. just making you feel like especially a lesser. Daily. Yeah. You seem, yeah. You seem especially precious. Especially younger. That type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of precious, she was in Precious. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was in Precious. Talks about it in part yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, she was so good in that. She but, yeah, but those are just some examples of the uh, neglect and abuse she went through. And then part two, she meets, um, you know, she gets the record deal and meets Tommy Matola. Right. And one thing about that was, um, she never, I gotta call her out because she never explained how he, like, even stepped to her to even, cause this is the man she married. So, like, how do he even, you were under his label, you're one of his artists. So, like, how do he even, like, try to, 
go on a, a on an actual date with you and try to romance you because like <laughs> you try that shit with me if i was in her position i'd be like huh that's a good one mr matola now let's get back to work <laughs> like like you know like <laughs> when she didn't shut that down like she just went with it but um so i wish she would explain that first interaction like where he tried to show interest in her like that yeah so mariah care if you're listening explain that shit, <laughs> explain that shit girl i'm just confused but yeah, i think she kind of she kind of did explain it. she thought I think she said, like, that was kind of like she thought she had to do it. That was the price of fame or the price of her. Right? Sure, I don't, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's that. how she explained I it. I could be wrong, but that's how she, in her mind, that's how she, yeah, yeah. she thought that was going to have to be the price. And then, I mean, um, when you're young and you're making a record album, right. and you're trying to, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because, like, yeah. yeah, because before I read this book, I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe when somebody's uh, giving you attention and saying that they love you and you come from yeah. nothing and they're, showing interest in you and that they actually give a fuck about you maybe you would fall for that shit even if he is 21 years older than you and looks Definitely. gross as fuck Definitely. but like <laughs> so i don't know how he really wooed her but um she doesn't she doesn't go into that and i wish she did like how did he how did he get you but i think i think she mm. i think how i explained how i thought she explained it i think that's simple that as that nice yeah she thought um that could have been a detail in the book that they might have removed which would be strange it would be strange it's possible i know i've heard of that where or, or, um, if they knew she was releasing a book, what I know has actually happened with several people writing books is, if you're going to release your book, you can't release these details. No, no, I don't think she would have yeah. cut out, cut that out, because she goes in, she makes them look, she tells the truth, and yeah, makes okay, them look, fair she enough, makes fair enough. Look, oh, so yeah, she goes yeah. in other details uh-huh. that are, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it does not pay Didn't read the book, didn't read the book, but. I you're, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I don't think any of that happened. That's cool, that's uh, good. Because, yeah. Cause I know for a fact <laughs> there have been some people that were about to write a book, <laughs> and that, that people that knew him, okay. that he knew, or she, or whatever, you know, their little, yeah. Their little group of people came together, and they're like, "Fuck! If he writes this book, he might talk about that thing we do with that person." Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. So I could definitely see that. Plus, in the music industry, the music industry, especially even today, is a dirty business. Oh hell yeah! Fucking dirty business. Shady as fuck. These three sixty deals, especially people still with, yeah. falling for. Yeah, yeah. Even with like <laughs> streaming music, streaming music is disgusting when it comes to the artists and how much they're paid for it a lot of like spotify music streaming uh youtube when they stream music um any of the music streaming sites the major music streaming sites when they stream major artists on those sites they get paid incredibly large sums of royalties i mean it is nuts the kind of royalties they are paid and how much of that goes to the artist is fractions of a penny if they're lucky to oh, the original shit. artist i know it's that bad yeah and even if the artist doesn't write the whole song or if they collaborate or if they bought a song they still had to produce it and make it and do this and do that yes, and write it and, yeah damn i mean who would be more popular doing certain songs like the guy doing it out of his basement or selling it to like mariah carey you know what i mean so either way it's like it, it there's so much that goes into making one song and for a producer to just run the numbers and shuck it out into the public and for them to make like 99% of the of the revenue which is uncommon right especially from streaming sites like yeah it's such a dirty business such a dirty fucking business Mm -hmm. so for those of you out there getting into the music industry uh i wish you good luck (laughs) (laughs) but um the part two where she's in the marriage she um 
she got her own apartment and stuff before the marriage, and he convinced her to to you know let it go and move in with him. And then they built a mansion. It was a thirty million dollar mansion, and she said she wanted to pay half before they started building it. And then she's like, "Damn, it's gonna be like 15. but she still did it because <laughs> she wanted you know to feel independent or whatever. So, um, but he had too many cameras up in there. He had cameras outside the house and in the house, uh, bodyguards inside the house, outside the house. Like whenever she would go into the kitchen for a snack or something they'd be like hey what you doing like weird shit like that like that is a fucking prison she hated it she hated I it imagine. and i would too like oh my god you really got yourself in this position and he like took her away from her friends and family at that point and stuff but um it was sad and also also when she when she said he proposed to her or you know whatever she said she married him because she thought he would get better because um Thought it would calm him down because he was kind of being dickish before he, you know, when they were just dating. Yeah. And uh, she was like, no, nah, that didn't work. Their honeymoon was awful. I'm not going to get into that exactly. <laughs> but but this is another thing about the mother. Mariah Carey showed her mom the ring and then her mom simply said, you deserve it. And then just walked away and got in her car. What the fuck? And got into the house that Mariah Carey bought for her. Like, so your, your daughter is about to marry this man who's, she's 23. He's 21 years older than her. You're not going to have a conversation about the shit. Or yeah. anything, like uh, uh, you deserve it, great. Right? Yeah. If, if they're if grown people are gonna do what they're gonna do, but like you're seriously not gonna have a conversation. You don't have to deter her from it, but you're not gonna be like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like, right. he's the head of your record company. Are you sure? Like, none of that. None of that. She didn't give a fuck. There's she no didn't, like hidden agenda. <laughs> right? Here. Yeah. Like, oh my god, her mom did not give a fuck. Like, I don't. I don't. She was get one it. of the. I don't get it. The, of all time, she's one of the highest selling singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. Still. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for him to want to marry her, there could have easily exactly. been a motive. Exactly. She, if they're married, I can't sue you, and you're my record producer. Mm-hmm. That puts me in a very interesting position. Exactly. Very interesting, especially with your music career, with what you're doing. If you wanted to sue me, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's hot. <laughs> Plus, she's fucking gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. She makes me reconsider. And young. And a virgin at That's the time. True. She said um, she said she was, she was really was a virgin by the time she got married with Tom Matola. Because, like, she's had... Sure, yeah, I believe she had yeah. Seen, yeah, yeah, she had seen her sister in some positions, so she was just Yeah, like, that would turn me off. Yeah. Like, just, like, like most kids. <laughs> like, most kids, yeah. that, like, their parents are alcoholics, and they, like, fucking hate booze. Like, they won't even drink a beer with you. Like, yeah, totally. Right. Totally, exactly. I could see that. I could definitely see right. that. You see your, you know, your sister <laughs> and whoever else and your mom and you're like yeah I'm fucking waiting you know if you love right. me you should have put a motherfucking zirconia on this motherfucker <laughs> oh yeah and then she talked about um she talked about the Christmas album she talked about that wasn't her song was it you um, love me you should put a ring on it no nah, that was Beyonce oh okay I knew it but, sorry um, sorry <laughs> it's okay guys he's not a lamb he's a good music lover though thank you but um I didn't think it was, but I just <laughs> She talked about the Daydream album and uh, how she um, did the fantasy remix with ODB. That was a fun story. And, oh, uh, I love she, Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, oh, I forgot they did a collab. Mm-hmm. That was like the first. Yeah. yeah. She talked about that. But uh, I want to skip to that because I want to talk yeah, about. Do it. I want to talk about the Butterfly Era. The best part <laughs> of the book, bitch. 1997. All right, so. <clears throat> So, um, For those of you just turning in, we're uh, tuning in. We're talking about uh, Mariah Carey's um, 
Memoir. Memoir. Thank you. The yeah. meaning of Mariah Carey. Oh my God. But um, <laughs> you're making me want to read it. Right? I don't even know her like that. Like oh, I don't even like her. Like, like so I think great. she's really talented. But mm-hmm. just yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're making me want to read it. <laughs> she talks about um. Uh, he was being too controlling, and it was driving her fucking crazy. He insisted that they see a marriage counselor, and um, she was like, fine. But the marriage counselor was actually unbiased and actually oh, pretty good. fucking helpful. Yeah. Surprised the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, I didn't see that shit coming. <laughs> I didn't see that shit coming. So she was like one of the only people who can kind of tame his ass a little bit. The That's therapist. Good. I know, right? A good therapist should be unbiased. Unbiased, totally. Yeah, very totally. objective. Very yeah. Objective. So that worked out for her, and um, that was like one fucking ally in her fucking life at the time. That's awesome. Poor thing. But yeah, she, um, uh, the um, therapist um, said uh, she, she needs to have more time, independent time on her own, and uh, let her do some acting classes and shit like that, so they agreed on what she was going to do and stuff. And then uh, he let her... Acting classes off. Right. <laughs> he let her... Um, oh, she... Um, yeah, so she would have her one night to go out or whatever. Um, it sounds fucking crazy just saying it like that. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, she went to this uh, little <laughs> event and they were having dinner. They were having dinner or whatever. And um, she, uh, she, Derek Jeter and this other guy walk in and they sit across from her. And she didn't really notice anything. Derek like, Jeter? Mm-hmm. The fucking baseball player? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't recognize well, I probably wouldn't recognize me. Right. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't think he was signed yet. It was 1997. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1996, 97. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't think he was quite signed yet. I think he was. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He wasn't. I don't think he blew up yet. But anyway. Um, mixed man. Right. She, uh, she, she didn't really, like, pay him. That's, like, one of his nicknames, too, is, like, a beautiful mixed man or something. Like, oh, really? He has some really funny, like, <laughs> nicknames. moniker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, um... Somebody asked. Uh, somebody asked him. He was like, "You're by. You have black, right? Too, or something, right?" And then that's when she got like interested. She was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Another person like me?" So um, that's when she I got interested. Uh, who, Mariah? Yeah. Yeah, she's um. I I said it earlier. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't know before I'm the not lie, I've been drinking. <laughs> but I, mean, um, I didn't want to look at her and like assume. I mean, with her hair and right. complexion, like I mean, I don't know. She could have been. Uh, Hawaiian. Hawaiian <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. So she um. Well, that's cool. She had never really met too many um. Mixed well, race it, people it, at the her, time. Uh, is like one parent like her dad. Her dad is black in Venezuela, and her mom is Irish. Okay, gotcha. Irish white, you know. Those Irish features are there, man. <laughs> she has some serious Irish features. She is like the perfect man. They made a beautiful kid. <laughs> I like to see the rest of their spoken kids. by an Irish kid. Uh, yeah, you should because her 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 um sister was pretty cute before all the heavy shit, sure, and yeah, um yeah. her brother was hot. He was trying to be a model yeah. and stuff. But um, both crazy as fuck though. So keep your dick yeah, away. So if you look at Mariah <laughs> Carey, those fucking Irish features are strong. But um, she um oh yeah she uh she was talking to him a little bit at that dinner, and then she got her assistant to get exchange numbers and stuff like that because they was going they ended up sneaking around and um nothing salacious but Ooh. they they would hang out every now and then and stuff like that and she explained the roof i'm not gonna give it away because like just go read it and like, <laughs> go bless yourself but uh she talked about what inspired uh, the roof and then just listen to the lyrics and that's basically it, it. does sound like an exciting fucking book. oh my god it's so honestly beautiful. to be honest with everyone here i didn't know what to expect getting into this conversation <laughs> with mariah Carey's book i right. thought it'd be I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea like what to expect. <laughs> right. But I would not have even fucking guessed this fucking amount of dirt, man. Holy goodness. She's like the Motley Crue of fucking like R&B singers. <laughs> <laughs>
lot. Yeah, so, um... I like her. Well, not like Motley Crue. Her history is kind of Motley Crue-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the, the sister and the brother, the kind of the Motley Crue, and she was kind of like the roadie for them, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I but, um, that explains the roof video, her, um, night with him. And then, um... <clears throat> What else? What else? Oh, and then the feeling that she got from him—that explains uh, my all. That's a, n- a number one single of hers. That's a good song. Um, yeah, it I is. Like that song. You know that song, bro. You know that song. All That's how she that. felt about him at all. I'd risk my life to see you because she really thought she was risking her life um, by seeing him against Tommy Mottola. That was her husband. Um, but um, uh, it was so good, and just uh, and he he low key inspired Honey a little bit too, just a little bit. And uh, honey, honey. honey, it's a n- another number one single of oh. hers. Oh, gotcha. Okay, it's a song. Okay, and she just um, it was more about what she explains was it was more about the um, the feeling that he gave her, not so much him himself, because unfortunately they didn't make it work. Like she went to his uh. Uh, I think her divorce was about to be finalized, and okay. she went to go see him and his family. Her and first uh, divorce, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With Tommy, oh, yeah, with yeah, Tommy yeah. Mottola. Yeah, yeah. Still nineties, and um, she, she went, went to- from like extreme. <laughs> older to extreme younger yeah she did she played yeah <laughs> she did the opposite yeah good for you girl she still looks i mean when, she's 70 so she holy fucking she's 50 shit. she's 50 yeah. <laughs> she, what the fuck or she's 49 or 50 yeah but she's yeah wow she still looks she's still like hot. she's fucking 25 <laughs> right God damn, that pussy must be good. <laughs> she, sorry, that was a bit much. I'm sorry. You're Brian. okay. It's probably true. <laughs> but she, um, she went to go see his family, and uh, like I said, he's mixed race too. And she just got to see how his sister was so nice, and his parents were like good people too. She was like, oh well, fuck it ain't it ain't my my family. Yeah. It ain't the fact that they're a mixed race family. They're just fucked up because <laughs> this is another mixed race family. Around the same time, they actually give a fuck about each other, support each other, and are kind to each other. So it just must be my motherfucking family, minus her dad. But something, yeah, fucking a. So I was like, she she had to realize that shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's talk about her acting career. She's had sure. she's had such an incredible acting career. Now this is just this is just like her um, IMDb creds. You're not gonna believe it, said. I'm going to tell you now. A lot of it's like her music videos. I mean, obviously, but... I just fucking had it up. Here we go. It's loading. Oh, my God. You don't even need that. I could just tell you. Fair enough. She's had 134 acting credits. 130 fucking four. Yeah, music videos included. Yeah, most of them are her music videos. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But she does, um... I think she does a couple Hallmark, Hallmark movies, maybe? Hallmark. That wouldn't surprise me. So she did... Let me find the star. She played Rebecca in the Star, which is a kids movie. Looks like a kids Wait, animated that? movie. That was twenty seventeen. She was in Lego Batman. Yes, yeah, she was. She, she was, was the mayor. mayor. Yeah, yeah, she was the mayor. You <laughs> the played the mayor. mayor. <laughs> the mayor. Right. I didn't even know it was her until I saw yeah. it. On, uh... Right, right. I love that. I fucking love that. Like if I hear your voice and I can't recognize it because you know you're doing something with it, and then I like through the credits and see your name. I fucking love that. That's so cool. I like when and there's a, a minute mystery to your voice acting when you're an A-lister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I fucking love that. I fucking love that. Well, her first role, she Mayor didn't do too many. McCaskill. Right. She didn't do um television she just did movies at first and her yeah. first um movie was glitter of course oh okay i didn't know that yeah um gotcha. it was her lead role and uh she said uh it had so many problems sure, she, yeah. she started writing it in 1997 and then she it became wrote this, it 
Uh, well, she she got it started. That's you know? awesome. It inspired. It was supposed to be about her life, but then it ended up being about some character named Billy Frank and just weird shit. She said um, the script would go through daily changes and stuff. They'd be taking stuff out and putting uh, stuff in. That's how you know. That's how you yeah. know it's going to be trash. And um, her acting coach wasn't um, very... The acting coach, I think she said something about the acting coach was like about more about herself or something that she was like hyped up to be Mariah's. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. That, that, I remember reading something about that that was off. And um, because things they do. These her days. first coach was good, but then her second one, uh, or I'm not, I don't know if it was second one, but nah. the one, by the time she went to this movie, this one was like just not good or something. It was I forget how she explained it, but that bitch wasn't on her side really. She wasn't doing her job right. Yeah. And uh it just had so many problems. But um right. I will say Mariah Carey didn't really do a bad job. She kinda just like reacted to other characters. Yeah. They didn't give her much to do, but as you see you see her in other stuff, um she can she's she's a good actress. She she so, loves yeah. stage and stuff. She went to summer camps for those and stuff. She liked doing that too. You know what? I, I see that typically when I find an actress or actor in general that I really like, like that I really like, appreciate, they typically always have some kind of theater background, mm-hmm. which I found. And it, was, it wasn't anything intentional. Like Jack Black, one of my favorite actors, has a huge theater background. He hey. has a bachelor's degree in theater. Right. Um, Carrie Elwes is a, an, or a Tony-nominated um, actor. Tony. Um, uh, who else? Oh, uh, uh, um... Uh, Dan, not Daniel Day- Well, Daniel Day Lewis obviously did a lot of stage performance, but uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman became one of my favorite actors. Philip I Seymour love Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He has a, such a great way with with developing characters. He's great with characters. He's great with internalizations. Great with with having them pour out externally. He just has a great way of developing himself as an actor, and he. Bachelor's degree in theater. Michael Keaton, <laughs> one of my favorite of all time. Fucking brilliant. One of the most versatile film and TV actors. Theater degree. <laughs> or theater experience. Right. Um, James McAvoy has a huge theater background. Uh, one of my faves. Yeah, he's great. And with Mary Carey, I always sure loved is. and appreciated her acting. I had no idea she had a theater background. Yeah, she no did. No idea. She did so. She liked it. She was in uh, Wise Girls was one of her other... One of her first roles after Glitter. And I feel like that was basically Mariah Carey if she couldn't sing. If she had to get a regular job. <laughs> she, she was like, she was like, uh, she was either like a, doing something in a restaurant. Okay. And then the, the main supervisor or whatever, he couldn't be there or whatever. So she was taking over and she was just like, she was like, oh, okay, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this shit right. She was so into it. Um, her character was so into like, like, I'm about to run this place the right way and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, she was uh, she was good in that. I liked her in that. I think she had a bit of a New York accent. That was cute. She she did a good job in that. I think that was New like two thousand three Wise Girls. That was good. So she was in Lee Daniels The Butler. She was. She which was a um, brilliant film. It was brilliant fucking film. She um, that's got I don't know how many Oscar wins. Let me see real quick. I'll just give you guys a, a brief synopsis of fucking Lee Daniels The Butler. I don't know why it's called Lee Daniels The Butler. Well, yeah, director Lee Daniels. What a freak. Why is it called The Butler? John Cusack was in that shit, too. Did Richard Nixon. Oh, I need to see this again. Yeah, it was really good. What? This what? only has two BAFTA nominations. Ooh. I mean, BAFTAs are cool. Why am I surprised at that? So, uh, I'm surprised because it was such a good film. 
What else was she in? Let's see here, real quick. We're gonna go through. She played and, uh, a she played a slave in um in that Butler movie, and people were giving okay. her shit because um you know she's mixed race and light skin and stuff, and uh, she was like a uh, she was a field slave, and then everybody was like she would be a house slave because she's light skin. I'm like that wasn't the case every single time, you guys. What the fuck? Like people would be like jumping the gun, like y'all need yeah. to calm the fuck down. And uh, she did a good job in that too. She didn't have uh, many lines, but. Uh, she, and how the fuck would they know what kind of slave she would be? <laughs> right. It's fucking weird. Like, just because Who that was the case. That? Yeah, just because that was the case most of the time. Sometimes that wasn't the case all the time. Yeah. Like, we wasn't fucking there, so you don't fucking know. We don't know. Maybe she was a house slave. Maybe she was fucking, like, you know, insubordinate to the white asshole. So she got shucked out into the field. It's yeah, an art film. Like, it's an art film. Right. You don't know what the story was like. People were That's just people stupid. just sometimes are kind of I don't know. Yeah. But she did like a good job. She did a good job in that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just showed. I've seen her in it. She was great. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Brush us. <laughs> <laughs> she was good as uh, Miss Weiss. <laughs> she was really good. She was really good. It was an all-around great movie. Precious was great. What I loved about Precious, what I absolutely <laughs> loved about Precious, was it really showed the grittiness of some of the poor communities, um, specifically in the black communities. I just, I thought that really like, that really set a precedent for, for showing some of the struggles within certain minority communities. And I, I just, I thought it was absolutely so well done. You know what else was a struggle? So well done. Mariah Carey having to use ugly makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made her look ugly and I was really fucking like, why would you do that? But it, it, I think for her it worked so well. It, yeah. it worked well for her because it showed something just different. Just a regular, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like. Like that. she said, she filmed it in like maybe a couple days. Like yeah, they didn't really have her very yeah. long. Yeah, she was in like three seasons. Uh, what's her? Great. I can't she think of her name, but uh, she got uh, for Moonlight the mother, the cracked out mother in that. Oh, she's amazing. I can't she's great. <laughs> Oscar nomination for Three Days of Work. One of the best. <laughs> three Days of Work. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she she's just an all around brilliant actress. Buster Rhymes, Mary Blige, Ali McBeal. She was an episode in Ali McBeal. Eh, whatever. What else? She got her glitter. There we go. Billy Frank. Her name was Billy Frank and glitter. Which I didn't like glitter. Um, I do yeah. like glitter. Actually, like it's kind of a guilty pleasure. But yeah. like I don't. I didn't. Th- it was Billy Frank. It wasn't Mariah Carey. Like the the mom. Oh, okay. Uh, Mariah's mom in that movie was black and her dad was white. Even though it's like the opposite in real life. So like, what the fuck? Like, like it was weird. It was just, it was just strange. <laughs> How they what did stuff. They, um, hey, Lambs, if you remember, um, like a year or two ago, they were talking about a star, Stars was talking about possibly doing a show about Mariah Carey's life right before she had a record deal, like in between high school and in between her record deal. It was supposed to be about that. But it never happened, and I'm crying to that's this day much, about it. That's pretty much all of her major <laughs> film roles. That. Yeah. Yeah, she said, um, after, she said after Precious, um, more film roles were offered to her, but she was trying to get pregnant with Nick Cannon. So she, you know, she had to let him go. But, um, I'm like, Damn. But she needs to get more into acting. I want to see her do more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think she's very well-rounded. Very, very well-rounded. Plus, not only can she act well, she understands the process of it, mm-hmm. she can sell a fucking movie. Right. I feel like... Mariah Carey is top billing? That's mm-hmm. going to sell a fucking movie. Okay, she has... Fucking A. 
loyal fans. Absolutely. Okay, why and, do you call them lambs? Oh, because... Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah! Um, okay, as you know, um, Mariah Carey... I wanted to ask you that since like, you first said it. <laughs> Mariah Carey, she's a, a... A butterfly is like her superhero symbol in the sky, like okay. Batman. But she called... Um, we're called lambs because she said with her friend, uh, Trey Lorenz, who is a... Uh, Who's part of um, I'll Be There, the, the one of her number one songs. I'll be there. Right. Mm-hmm. A remake from Jackson 5. Yeah, but she said her yeah. and Trey Lorenz were really good friends, and they'd just be hanging out and just joking around and be like, Can you be a lamb and get me a glass? Oh, gotcha. A glass of champagne. Stuff like that. So that's. That, I, that's I think, hysterical. So I, don't, I can't remember if she named us that or we named ourselves that, but but uh, right. it might have been she named us that because that's where it comes from, from that little chuck. Well, consider me a <laughs> Stuff fucking like that. lamb. I am now a fucking honorary. You're not, you're not a lamb yet, but oh, um, it's cute enough. to think that though. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I want to be a lamb. Now. I can name. I can name. I want to be a lamb. Right. Okay, I can name all 19 of her number one uh, singles. Is that like the test? I no. gotta name like fucking songs and no, shit? No, you I'm don't. But, like, it's just fun to know stuff like that though. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But, um. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if I know them. Okay, I'll, I'll try to go in actual order because, like, why, why jump around? It's actually e- easier. Take your time. So, like, we got, um. <sighs> Vision of Love. I Don't Want to Cry Someday. Love Takes Time. Emotions. Um, I'll be there. Hero. Oop, am I gonna... Dream lover. Um, All I Want for Christmas is You, even though it didn't get um, put up there till 2018-19. I mean, I'm sorry, 2019-20. Um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, let's see. We got Fantasy. One Sweet Day. Always Be My Baby. <laughs> Honey, my all, heartbreaker. Thank God I found you. And then jump to 05. We got We Belong Together, Song of the Decade. And Don't Forget About Us. And Touch My Body. <laughs> I think that's all 18. I don't know why I used to think anytime you need a friend was on there, but it's not. Oh, and also, um, non lambs, if you know. Uh, Shake It Off from 2005. It would have been to number one, but um, I think We Belong Together or um, Don't Forget About Us was already on the number one spot, so she kind of knocked herself off. So, like, what other artist has done that? So that could have been another number one. And also, um, Can't Let Go was close to being a number one, but her label pulled the single off the shelves because they wanted her album, Emotions, to sell more. So they, they kind of fucked her over by pulling off the single just so the um, album would sell more. She could have had another one, number one. So she kind of got cheated kind of out of two number ones by technicalities. But like, mm. I don't know if we could get if we could get the streaming numbers to make Can't Let Go and um, Shake It Off up to number ones because they were really close. <laughs> so if you're watching them on Vivo. So let's try to figure out a way to do that. You Give them a number one. <laughs> yeah, let's try to figure out how to do that because then she could have 21 number one songs. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be a record of some kind? Yeah, um, I think she's number two. I think she's right behind the Beatles. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Beatles, yeah, Mariah, yeah. and then Elvis, if I'm not mistaken. And then Drake, somewhere. <laughs> no. Actually, um, Whitney, Rihanna, and Drake, I think Rihanna has 14, and uh, she's above uh, uh, Michael Jackson and Whitney, and uh, yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know where Drake is on that. Um, yeah, I don't know either, because I know Drake at one point in time, Drake at one point in time had five number one singles in the top ten in one year. Oh, my God, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane. <laughs> but um yeah we were talking about 
<laughs> I love talking about music. I like learning about music. I'm not that great with music. I love music. Obviously, I have a very eclectic taste in music, but I don't actually get to have this kind of depth with music. So this is, I'm, I'm oh, really, I like. Oh, okay. So this is probably gonna be the last time I go in on the mother. So um, going on that bitch. part three. We talked about glitter a little Let's bit. Get into this. On part three and um. Part three is uh, she's with uh, Virgin Records, and they were a newer company. They won't weren't as uh, prestigious or around as much as Sony Columbia, where she had just left. Um, so she ended up. <laughs> oh, she signed it up for a hundred million dollar deal. That was like iconic, and, and um, she was uh, filming the Honey video. I mean, I'm sorry, not Honey, uh, Lover Boy. And um, I think by that time, or right before that time, she had she had she was. She had it, it had been like five or six days or it was about to be five or six days of like no fucking sleep. So um any sleep she had was like less than two hours. She was being overworked. She wasn't getting um enough food. She said it was hardly any shade on the Lover Boy video, which was like a racetrack. She said it was hardly any shade, not enough water. Like what the f they didn't have shit together. So um that was like the start of her um being exhausted. So um after that, after they filmed that, they wanted her to film another video from for the album, um uh, glitter for the movie but um she just uh she just took off and just ignored him uh in her penthouse in manhattan that she had at the time i think she just ignored the phone and then she eventually went to uh, her girl marianne's house marianne is one of her backup singers since butterfly and she's really cool i saw her in the mariah's world tv show from 2005 reality tv show but anyway um uh, she went to marianne's uh, i think in brooklyn or the bronx somewhere somewhere in new york so she went over there to try to sleep but she said it wasn't comfortable because she had um kids and nieces and nephews over so she couldn't really relax and um her brother ended up finding her there no what happened oh she ended up being discovered there i think her brother convinced her to come to the to the mom's house that mariah had bought for her mom at the time uh years prior so she um she said against her better judgment she went but only if marianne came and marianne came with her too and then um she shouldn't have done that because it got fucked up. So she goes to the house. Uh, she's exhausted. And um, the house is like unkept because like Marker's mom. Ugh. <laughs> and it's, she has cat hair everywhere and dishes piled up. So she's like, she's like, maybe I'll wash some of these dishes. It'll try to relax me. But I think she was, she was dropping the dishes. That's how tired she was. She like dropped a couple of them. And then oh, she was just shit. like, all right, I'm going to just try to go upstairs and go to sleep then. Like, <laughs> So she went to one Fucking of the spare dish, yeah. yeah, right. It's that bad. So she um goes into one of the spare rooms of the house that she bought, let me remind you. But um she goes into the one of the spare rooms and uh she lays down I think she said before she can even close her eyes, her mom just barges in. She's like, Hey Mariah, your job um, you know, they need you ready for the shoot, so you know, come on. So talking to her like a fucking pimp, like, get out here and make this fucking money, bitch. You can't tell that your daughter is fucking exhausted as fuck. She's in your house, which I'm sure she doesn't do often. So yeah. if she's doing this, there might be something going on. You're not gonna have a conversation with your daughter. Yeah. She looks tired as fuck. And she's like in this bedroom, just gonna be like, get your ass up, you go make this money. <laughs> like, seriously, that's how she kind of came at her. Jesus. And, um, <laughs> Mariah got so mad. She started screaming at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just, fucking too. she just started letting it out. I mean, living. After all these years, she just started letting her letting yeah, it out. And then her good. mom, her mom acted like, acted like she was like, just being disrespectful or whatever and she called the police on her she called the police on her daughter just for her daughter yelling at her That's like seriously she, right exactly she, was just like, she said her Unless mom threatening violence it's not illegal to fucking yell right she said whenever her mom felt threatened she would call the police because you know white woman <laughs> she, she really said something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. she really <laughs> said something like that too yeah 
Yeah, so she called the police. And My she, girls love their cops. <laughs> she was just like, yeah. And um, I was like, she probably thought it was just going to get worse. So she just went with the cops. And then, uh, she... Uh, she maybe had, talk to your daughter like a human being? Yeah, exactly. And you went to fucking call Or maybe cops. let her have a random outburst. And maybe when she calms down, maybe talk to her. Any of those options, bitch. <laughs> Any of those options. If you're a, somebody who has fucking compassion, who cares about their fucking child... Yeah. Maybe any of those options would have fucking worked. Yeah. Give her some fucking NyQuil. Knock her ass out. Anything. Like, yeah. she's obviously... Have a fucking nap. Yeah. Decent meal. She's obviously not... She's in bed trying to sleep. And you're just going to come in and be like, get your ass up. Get out, get out here and make this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what that's... I've been in... I've been I've been in productions like what that. What the fuck? Yeah, I've that's fucked pro- up. Similar productions like that really? where it's so exhausting. It's mm-hmm. like 14, 15 hour days. Ugh. Of rehearsal, prep, build, whatever, this, that. Yeah, like, you start fucking seeing shit. You're half asleep. Right. When you're half asleep, you literally start hallucinating. Exactly. So imagine having, like, two, three hours of sleep a day for, like, a week, two weeks, three weeks straight. And then your mom's a dick. Complete cunt. Exactly. Fucking A, yeah. Right. I would start seeing shit. I would be fucking, oh my God, she must have been going crazy. Exactly. Man, just thinking of that, oh, that poor girl. Right. That's heart-wrenching. That's heart-wrenching. I think she said she had heard about this spa um, that was, like, nearby, so she um, went to that spa, and she signed in. She couldn't sign out because it wasn't actually a spa. It was more like a mental health Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that, gotcha. that's where the police yeah, took yeah. her. She, cause the, I think she said she wanted to go there. Because she like, thought it was actual Ohio, spot. they call it pink slipping. So they right. pink slipped her to... You know, yeah. yeah. She said it was fucking terrible. She said she... Wow. Didn't really get any comfortable sleep there. And she said it was fucking horrible. And then um, one day, one of the... Prison. Right, one of the orderlies is like, hey, prison. come check out this on the TV. And it, uh, the Twin Towers, I got attacked that, that day. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. And, um, That's when that happened? Mm-hmm. And she I know was, the fucking date! Right. <laughs> September and, 10th! <laughs> was when she went, and then, obviously, the next day... Oh, no, I don't think... I think she was there for a few days. I don't think it was... Oh, okay. Day. But, yeah, way, but by the time it, September yeah. 11th, that happened, Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, so, um, the, she was in, uh... Holy she lived fucking in... shit! Yeah, she lived in Manhattan at the time, but, um, at her mom's house, she was down there and stuff. Okay. And, um, I think she was in California somewhere uh, when it when it happened. Gotcha. So, oh, she, sure. um... She said she... Fucking they let her go. She signed up. She's like, oh, okay, so now that this happened, I'm not crazy anymore. I'm allowed to fucking leave. So, she was kind of pissed about that, but she took it she went to a hotel and got some got some fucking sleep oh i'm sure that was one of the best wow. sleeps she ever one time i watched yeah. Uh, yeah right one time i watched um i watched brandy on um i watched brandy on um oprah yeah. and uh she talked about brandy. um yeah brandy the singer okay uh she talked about her one of her breakdowns or whatever because she was uh she had problems with like she had, she had problems and sure, yeah. when once uh, she uh, finally relaxed and uh, was at home and stuff she slept for almost the whole day she said it was the best sleep she ever had yeah. the way she explained it I was like ooh I want some of that Let me <laughs> but I'm sure that's what Mariah had that type of good ass yeah. sleep she uh, she well, was finally at that hotel and nobody bothered her oh my God, she was great. able to be in there discreetly Could you I imagine think. like having a conversation <laughs> with Mariah like yes ma'am I swear no one's gonna come to your room no cleaning I promise you right I, there will be no alarms you can look right next to you, you can turn I swear look no one's gonna bother you I swear put the thing on your door I promise you <laughs> oh my god that'd be the most that'd be the most intense conversation to have with right. someone someone who's sleep deprived and just got up a mental institution oh yeah right Jesus Christ just go go to sleep and take a shower and get Man, some food I literally 
I have I have that whole visual in my fucking head, and I'm just like, wow, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like all that, all that you gotta think, all that build, all that bullshit, yes. all that crazy yes. shit, the yes. mental institution, getting fucking thrown in the back of a police cruiser, fighting with your mom, and then a cloud of <laughs> <I'm> sleep. <laughs> Oh my god! Right. I kind of want to go through all of that just to experience that sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, low key, honestly, for real. Yeah, low key, low key. Sleep. I would love to just go through some of that and then go to fucking sleep for about a day and a half. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, what a f- that's nuts. Yeah, it was really. This literally, this literally, <laughs> this whole conversation gives me a completely different appreciation. I've always addicted her music. I've always thought she had nice music, and she always mm-hmm. came from the soul. I loved her acting, and she's she hasn't done much as an actress, with the exception of her music videos. Mm-hmm. But I've always appreciated anytime I saw Whatever her. Whatever she camera, put out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I fucking liked it. And <sighs> when she was a voice actress in the Lego movies, I thought that was so cool. And this huge complete. Completely different appreciation for her. Completely because she she's been fucking yeah. Uh, after that experience, That's she actually nice. did go to therapy. And okay. That's the therapist. Um, first off, the therapist at the place she was at the first time, yeah. he was very condescending to her, and he was just like, he was like, let me put this diva in her place. <laughs> he was kind of like that, like a dick, like that. And then afterwards, after she got that good ass sleep, and down the road she got some real therapy, he was just like, you gotta stop thinking about your brother and sister as your brother and sister because like these people really don't seem to care about you yeah. so you need to stop, start calling that your ex-brother and your ex-sister and you need to start wow. calling your mother by her first name pat so she did that yeah. from that day on she got um she found a church home wow, and um, yeah she, yep so that that was she had to realize that because you keep expecting these people to love you and do right by you but they keep trying to scam you your yeah. brother put you in that institution and tried to trick you off i think That's him and the mom long. did that because they wanted to um sister was somewhere being crazy at this point so she wasn't really affecting her mind right. anymore but the brother and sister i think they wanted to put her in a, in a mental institution to um take control of her uh money and business and all that stuff and her bank accounts and stuff i think that's why they did it i'm like that's some foul ass dirty ass yeah, shit for sure like what other reason would they have to do that i think that was the reason especially that brother he was extra scheming but um uh yeah uh she finally she had found a church home that she had never she never really been to church or anything like that before and uh, found a, a good pastor to talk to and he uh, really had her back and stuff so um she um was going to church and stuff and she was still going to therapy and she was she was healed um after that and um yeah so that was a dark that was a dark time to read and sometimes you know your so, deep breath are just like sometimes oh, right poor fucking bitch <laughs> sometimes yeah sometimes when you read dark stuff like that it kind of drains you because it was this one yeah. book it was this one book i read it was a mystery novel and it it mostly took place in one night and all this fucked up shit was happening and the character was exhausted the main character, he was exhausted and trying to figure out this murder mystery, and it kind of drained me too along the way. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that if anybody other readers have that experience, but that's that's kind of what the um, glitter part took out of me a little bit. It kind of like that's a cathartic tired me. A bit. That's a <laughs> right. That, I mean, even though it's really sad, is. And yeah, mm-hmm. like it has a lot going on. Like right. that's a beautiful reading. When when you can read a book, yeah, kind of experience what the characters going. Yeah, through like bit. rather than seeing like with. My only problem with most theater and TV is it provides you all of the emotions you need to feel. It gives them to you. It does it right. It has the right camera angle, the right lens, or whatever, the right acting, the words, the dialogue, the sounds. But when you read a book and you can project the book in your head and you feel the emotions and you're crying or you're laughing, like you read a good page in a book and you're like busting up laughing. 
You know? Yeah. Or like when you're reading Mariah Carey's book and you're like, you gotta put it down for a second. You literally gotta like take a break and like, holy shit, this poor fucking woman. And you're like, it literally makes, it puts you in a completely different realm. Right. That is the most cathartic. Ex- fuck, th- and I love, you know, uh, me and you are both super passionate about theater. Uh, passionate about uh, TV, film, whatever. Specifically theater, I think you and I have a, a specific appreciation for. Put all that aside. Fuck that. Read a book. <laughs> read a fucking book. Get out there. I don't read as much as I should. I love reading. I, I have appreciation for reading. I even like how the difference between literature and script analysis is. Like the, the difference between a script and a book. I mm-hmm. prefer to read the script. I gotta see it. I gotta feel it. I wanna know the words. You know, I have that appreciation for it. Right. I just think that's such a more cathartic and much more deep appreciation for any kind of art form is to be able to read something and feel it rather than having to seal it, see it and it give you the emotions. So that right there, like... That right there is just something so deep with me. And, and, and I don't read a lot. I'm not a big reader. I should be more of a reader. Yeah, what a, yeah it doesn't... But, but at the same time, do I, do, I do like to read. Yeah. I like to appreciate certain things. Yeah, Mostly like, you know, really short two-page, you know, comics. <laughs> but yeah, I have an appreciation for, for that kind of art form. Because Definitely. it is an art form. Reading, it is. Reading and, and especially writing is, is an art form. I think it's oh, very beautiful. I know it is. Very, very beautiful. <laughs> But, um, so that was, that was part three. She talked about, um, and then part four, uh, this is the last part we're talking about. And, yeah. um, she talks about, so for uh, those of you that haven't read the book, maybe take a break from this podcast and then read the book and then and come, come back. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, part five, she talks about emancipation, um, and how it was a, a, a big moment in her career. She made the music she wanted to make. It got many accolades. I think she got five Grammys off of that and two number one songs oh, off of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know she got so much. She got so much love from that album. Yeah. And uh, she didn't. She didn't mention. Uh, she didn't mention a few albums. She didn't mention e equals MC squared. I don't think. I don't think she mentioned. Uh, one of her album names. Yeah, for two thousand seven. <laughs> it's actually my least favorite. Your relativity is one of her right. That's awesome. Right. And um, <laughs> she didn't mention Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. I don't think she mentioned oh, that at all. And, look at um, these titles. Right, yeah. And she didn't mention um, her 2014 album at all. I don't think she mentioned it at all. I don't think she mentioned any singles. Uh, so I was like, ooh, that's sure. kind of shady. Because actually, that's probably one of my favorite ones, maybe. <laughs> and uh, she didn't... Did she mention Caution? Yeah, she mentioned Caution. She did. Yeah. So, um, she talked about her, uh, marriage to Nick Cannon, how she, how she met him. They got married in the Bahamas. It seemed like they were kind of just dating for a while. And then she was like, eh, I ain't really trying to marry anybody ever again. And then I think she, uh, I think they got pregnant on accident. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Fuck. It's been, I'm sorry guys. It's been like a, a week <laughs> and that fourth part was kind of shaky for me. Yeah. But anyway, they, uh, after they I had the... Nick Cannon, to me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. I think Nick Cannon was kind of like her, like kind of like her doing the dating life that she maybe never done. Yeah, because she, she, she never really but, had dated. <laughs> she I never mean, had really dated. She yeah, married that old yeah, ass man. Yeah. And before that, she dated a little bit, like just you know, some guys. Nick whatever. Cannon comes around. He's you know he's he was fun. Out. He was fun. Yeah. She wasn't trying to do all that. Funny. Yeah. Nick Cannon's a very underrated. I love Nick Cannon as an actor. I think he is a great as, a an impro- as as an improvisationalist. I think he's great. Uh, Drumline. I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. She um, thought it was too. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought in general, I I think he chose bad movies, but is a good actor. Oh my god, I think you're totally right. I think he hit the nail on the hammer. Yeah, yeah. A lot of energy, a lot going on. He's got a lot. He's got a lot to put into it. Um, definitely, like very. Um, Organic. I use that word a lot, but he's very organic. I like I think him. you're right. I think it's supposed to be it's like Tupac in some movie coming up. I was like, I don't know no. about that. But he's doing it. Uh, Chirac, he was in Chirac. He, did he a- might have to look for Pac. <laughs> he might have to fucking look. Now, that is a much more difficult character because mm-hmm. Tupac was an OG thug. That dude was a fucking hard ass fucking thug. Like a true <laughs> fucking thug. Nick Cannon was a pam is a kind of a pampered, spoiled <laughs> guy. He's had a very successful career. Nickelodeon, no, I'm just Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's built a lot. Was someone like Tupac who came literally from the streets, came right out of selling crack to his neighbors to being. He did. He uh, did that. Uh, Tupac did a lot of shit that once he became <laughs> a musician, um, he, he didn't have to do anymore. So, like, with a lot of people that came from, with the exception of, like, um, uh, O'Shea Jackson, um, Ice Cube, uh, Ice Cube thank you, thank you, um, <sighs> who didn't, did not want anything to do with that kind of environment, who wanted to make music and get out of his circumstances, which he did, obviously, very well. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the Friday movies. He wrote, um, he did, he produced our favorite, one of our favorite fucking movies. Not Are the, we there yet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Barbershop? The Diamond Selma. Watch? The Diamond? What was that one movie? Oh, the, the Players Club. Club. Players Club. Yeah, Players Club. Oh, like that movie. Yeah. awesome fucking film. Like in general with entertainment, guy yeah, is brilliant really guy. And he came but, out of an environment that could have easily had swarmed him into it, and he came out of it. So with Tupac, it was very similar, where he was in a circumstance where he was doing certain things. Now, what it was specifically he was doing, I don't want to talk about because I just don't know specifically. But I know he came out. Of a circumstance where he was involved in in gang affiliations that then became a musician, right? And um, so seeing the cannon playing Pac, that that would be a completely like, <laughs> great man. He would have to really do some serious work. We'll see. Serious work, but he um, I, I think she said after they had the babies, uh, the twins, they didn't. Yeah, they um, did have twins. Holy shit! Yeah, they they said twins run in one of their families then, right? They said it didn't. It wasn't really working out, so I think they just called it quits. Cause the, I guess you know, dating somebody and being married to them is different when you have to live with them and have kids with them and balance out the. Uh, mm. I guess it just wasn't working know. out. But they co-parent. I don't know why it didn't work. And she doesn't really get into it. But I'm like, spill, spill the tea. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it didn't really work. But they co-parent and they um, they're together a lot and they're friendly and stuff. So that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great so way that's out. good. That's a great way out. And, um, Jesus Christ, if she had kids with Tommy Matola, what the fuck? Who is that? Oh, her, yeah. Her first, first husband, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus her. Christ. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, um, she, uh, she, so she talks about that. And then, uh, the fourth part was so disjointed, though, because, um, in the first three parts, they were very well paced, and she would time jump a little bit to, like, explain the situation or something like that. But in the fourth part, she'll talk about, like, She'll talk about the 2005 album, and she'll talk about Nick Cannon marriage and divorce, and then like she'll talk about meeting Aretha Franklin, 
and which was awesome. And Nelson Mandela briefly, what? Stevie Wonder briefly, Diana Ross briefly, Winnie Houston briefly. Oh, but I'm like, that's like the, the most of those. Got me excited was Aretha, right? <laughs> oh, Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah, she. But most of those, some of those encounters were like the Aretha one was the first Aretha one was like in 1999. I'm like, girl, this is part four. Are you 2005 and above. Like, why are you talking about 1999 <laughs> shit? Like, so she was. I felt like she was talking about more of a uh, moments in her career that she like yeah. really enjoyed instead of like the actual stuff that was going on. Because I'm like. Girl, what the fuck? Like she talked about uh how when she was pregnant, her she had a rough pregnancy because she was like, Ooh, she had she was two probably, fucking kids, yeah, you know, biting at her, mm-hmm. and she was a little older. She was like late thirties, I think, at the time. Oh, gotcha, so it was yeah. probably higher risk pregnancy. But she was Possibly. making her second Christmas well, album. Well, no, it's after forties is high risk. Okay, thirties, you're you're typically okay. Okay, but she um. But yeah, see, either way, two kids. It yeah, been... it's her first pregnancy. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't her first pregnancy, but it was her first time giving birth. She had a. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, that's. So sad. yeah, after that, after, actually, that's after that sad. happened, she um, she uh, she wasn't trying to do any any work or anything. She was just trying to yeah, eat healthy and yeah, stuff like that. She really dramatic. she really committed to it. Yeah, dramatic. I know. That was really sad to read. But Especially she for someone like her who is. <laughs> You know, like, right. very sexually active, is very, like, intimate, mm-hmm. is very, like, gotta get married, that kind of thing, follow right. these things. Yeah, that would be pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty fucking dramatic. It was sad. And, and in general, it would always be dramatic. Yeah, to anybody. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Since but, we're reading about her and you right, get to right. certain experiences, you're like, damn, like, Out of that too? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. Out of all this shit and that. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> but, but, um. Oh, wow, yeah, had that too, didn't But you? <laughs> she had her beautiful twins, which she loves. And she said, um, she, you know, she, uh, they have everything they need. She'll always be there for them and stuff like that and make sure they're. Never feel like lonely or neglected and stuff like that. Uh, I think she said she's never been away from them for more than twenty four hours. I was like, I don't know if that's healthy because they're about ten or eleven by now. Yeah, or maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Helicopter. Uh... <laughs> right. Here we go. I don't know about all that girl. Helicopter but... <laughs> mom. All right, psycho. <laughs> she'll probably she'll probably let go. Yeah, you know. So. I don't know. I guess you know what I know that a lot. Not a lot, but I know that. For someone to have that uh, specific kind of experience mm-hmm. might be more hovering over their kids when they like they've had miscarriages or whatever mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Then later they have an act. And then later they actually successfully finish having a kid and they're growing. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah. yeah, don't go in those swings. Oh my god, do not go in the swings. <laughs> there's a chance you could maybe possibly get a bruise. Like, They'll take care of each that, other. Their yeah. names is. Uh, yeah. Monroe and Moroccan. Oh, I have. I can't believe I never mentioned this yet. Uh, yeah, what are their names? Yeah, one of her one of her idols is Marilyn Monroe, so she named her daughter Monroe. And that's a cute name. Monroe is a really good name. And her that's she named cute. her son um, Moroccan. I think that's how you say it. Moroccan because uh, after the uh, Morocco or Moroccan. Mor- Moroccan, like after the uh, rapper Rakim, but. I, Marakim? I don't I don't know how to say it. But anyways, they they kinda named him after uh that rapper uh, Rakim. No, nah, they ain't gonna dang on no. Yeah, no. And um yeah, just let it go. <laughs> and uh they uh they put the M on it because they wanted she wanted to ha- to have her first initial too. So yeah, that was yeah. cute. You know, that's how you do that. That's how you do it for twins. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, she you know. Um so she mentioned that and uh what are some last things I wanna say? Oh yeah. Shit, um the mother the uh oh her dad dude her dad um oh her ex husband's a white guy I didn't know 
Oh yeah, Tommy Mottola, the devil. Not that it matters. The devil. Um. Yeah. Uh. Her. Her dad. She didn't mention him. She didn't mention him from like. 1990, like, the early 90s until, like, his mm-hmm. death. She didn't... So, where was he for that whole chunk of time? Because, like, she didn't mention him that whole time. Yeah. Like, because, like, when she got that first wedding, like, was he there or not? I don't think she mentioned. Did he walk her down the aisle? Because, like, for her second wedding, uh, I think her son, her nephew, Sean, walked her down the aisle for the second wedding with Nick. Yeah. What a kind of... Why? Oh, I'm sorry. What a good man. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is a weird day. All right? It's a good day for it. But, um... <laughs> What a nice guy, a lovely man. <laughs> anyway, her dad, her dad, um, he had some type of uh, oh, what kind of cancer was it? I think it might have been pancreatic. I'm not sure, guys. I'm sorry. But rest in peace to Alfred Roy. But um, he, uh, she, she heard, uh, she was trying to record for Charm Bracelet, and she, uh, she got the call that he was sick, so she went down there. Uh, I think she spent a nice little chunk of time with him. Uh, you know, days and days and days yeah. before he actually passed, and uh, she said uh. The crazy sister came, and they everybody was cool. They wasn't trying to do nothing, have anything pop off, cause, you know, for respect for the dad. And uh, everybody said their goodbyes, and they just talked and stuff. And she said uh, he won he didn't want to die in the hospital, so she took him. They took him to his uh, girlfriend's house, uh, so he could rest there. And I think I'm pretty sure he died there. And uh, he couldn't speak for like the last day or so. It was really sad. But um, so she at least got to say goodbye and talk to him about um, painful stuff. Like she always felt alone. There was no other kids like her, and um, shit. Like her (laughs) brother didn't give a fuck. Her sister didn't give a fuck. Like she just she just let him know how she felt growing up, and uh, he was able to receive that. And uh, he talked to her about some stuff. It was a beautiful moment. She got to say goodbye, and a lot of people don't get that. So I was very very happy for her. That she got to she got to let out whatever she wanted to let out before he passed. So that's like a beautiful story, because like she got the call, she was able to go down there and talk. Yeah, whether it was good or bad, you know, they was able to connect and just let it be known whatever issues they had and just love on each other. So that was really sweet to read about. And I was like, oh, I need to hug my parents (laughs) after reading that. It was so sad. It was so sad. I've always had this weird like uh, not philosophy, but this weird like opinion. On like um, parents that like try to reconnect with their kids when they're gonna die, and now they're all apologetic. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, where the fuck was this attitude before? <laughs> like, why right. is it that it takes you before you're gonna like literally fucking die and burn and have to actually face <laughs> what it is that you did in life that sucks? Right. Why is it that it takes you for that? Like, to me, that's not forgiveness. I can't forgive you for being a different person now because now you're faced with death. Right. I can't do that. For me, and that's just for me, that's not for everyone. Some other people, they need that. They're like, okay, great. Well, you're going to die. Let me forgive you. That's totally okay. Like, I get it. You're going to die, and now you're on your deathbed, and now you're apologetic, and now you're giving me the sorrows and apologies. Exactly. And now you're giving me the apologies, and now you're now now you're facing your wrongs. And now, all of a sudden, you're this huge, like, religious person or whatever, and you're trying to make everything right. Well, now it's too fucking late because now the damage is done. Right. And the damage is fucking done. You you can't sit there and take years, decades of all this bullshit that you've created and then within the time that it takes you to die, tell me that you're sorry because you're dying. Right. It's still selfish. It's still the most selfish fucking thing. You didn't years later say I need to change and be a better person and apologize mm-hmm. just for the sake of your duty. Right. You did it cuz you're going to fucking die. <laughs> Fuck you. That's not good enough for me. 
It's not for me, and that's right. and that's just my opinion on it. That's just how I feel about it. But I mean, I've told you, I haven't told you guys, anyone listening, but I've told Ed, I've told some of my close friends about my history with my parents. Um, so I, I have a bit of a, a small bias, but at the same time, when you think about it logically, and I try to think about this as best I can on all sides, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I always come to the same conclusion: if you're on your deathbed, like it's not much of an apology to me. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, that's, for me, just yeah. not much of an apology. And if people disagree, please tell them in the comments, tell me your thoughts, um, like and subscribe on our Instagram and our uh, YouTube, uh, speaking of death, <laughs> you know, Actors Lounge Podcast, let me check us out. Um, this is a good episode. It was. I love talking about this One woman. last story. One yeah, last I'm story. Sorry. Go ahead, please. They absolutely. were talking about, um, she had, um, after she had uh, gotten rid of Tommy Matola. Uh, I think it was maybe uh, it might have been ninety six. She had took she had brought her brother and her mother along for Christmas. And they, but yeah, they yeah, kind of yeah, ruined yeah. it. Ninety three to ninety eight. I think yeah, I think he just wasn't around or whatever. Then. Yeah. But uh, she went to Aspen. She started to make that a tradition, and she brought her brother and her mother along, and they kind of fucking Ooh. ruined it. Of course. <laughs> so she never she never invited them again for Christmas because they what ruined the Christmas. Fuck? But in the last uh, chapter, like one of the, the last few pages, she talks about uh, I think maybe Christmas in Aspen again, and uh, she talked about it was her her two twins mm. uh brian tanaka the dancer that she's dating now i think to this day oh cool yeah he's really cool um, brian tanaka that's a cool <laughs> name i know i like that name right <clears throat> but it was them four and it was uh sh- her nephew sean and his wife and uh their two dogs or maybe the two mariah dogs or two sean's dogs i'm not sure but sean is like um they they just had christmas together and she just talks about that christmas night and she and when uh she goes in the kitchen by herself and she just feels happy and at peace and that was really good send off and i want to say i think sean her nephew sean is the only only blood relative <laughs> that she uh she's cool she's cool with some people on her dad's side she's like she's she they get along and stuff but she doesn't really like she knows sean because he's been around for such a long time that's her little nephew they're only nine years apart so they low-key kind of grew up together <laughs> they, they, i think they're only for like a maybe like like nine eight nine ten years apart but anyway um he walked her down the aisle and stuff but i think that's the only blood relative that she is cool with that she loves like that that that, that she has a good relationship with to this day, so that's really sad, but that's what it is. So I'm glad he has her, cause like, if Mariah was my auntie or my fairy godmother, which she needs to be my fairy godmother. Fuck yeah! Right? Oh my god! Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, ended on a really good note, and she that's feels good. at peace. And she's really one of the only people to do a, um, as far as uh, the black mega celebrities, she's like the, one of the only ones to um, do a memoir, cause Prince. It's gone. He didn't get. To, he didn't have time to do it. <gasps> Whitney is yeah. gone. She didn't have time to do it. And now there's Michael Jackson. Like they have other people writing for them after they pass, but right, they haven't written right, themselves. Right. Yeah. So I'm really proud of her for doing this and uh, sharing yeah. it with us. And it was just a That's beautiful nice. experience. I'm probably gonna read it. Like I feel like I'm gonna read it once a year or something I like might that. Have to borrow it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna right? borrow this book. Uh, so beautiful. Oh, and I'm going to uh, find it uh, online for the audio book because I want to listen to it because she talks all the words in the in the book she reads them and uh even uh even on some of the pages like when she's uh talking in a chapter and it relates to a song she'll sing like 
maybe the first verse of the song is really cute and i actually did that too somebody told me in the audiobook that she does that and i was like oh my god i was doing that anyways we're so connected i'm so crazy huh? no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i have to read the audiobook i don't know if i want to pay for it i'll probably find it for free online somewhere but um she's YouTube. a millionaire she don't need it YouTube. yeah because <laughs> i want to hear her i want to hear her talk and i want to hear the emotion in her voice yeah. i hear yeah. she does a great aretha so <laughs> oh you gotta put that on our podcast right you can find a good download of that <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that was the experience of the meeting of Mariah Carey. It was beautiful. I learned so much. I had some theories about certain stuff, about certain videos, and um, I was wrong. <laughs> but what I did get when it, the, the real stories were actually even fucking better than I would have imagined. <laughs> Um, it was beautiful. Like any just lamb should have this book. Just, just hour and fifteen minute. Fucking <laughs> oh, so much I didn't even say like about the childhood. But it like uh, really got me like interested. Yeah, right? like literally like when you're done, let me know if you haven't right. finished it already. I'm I finished in. it, but yeah, because oh, yeah, some people take it home with me. Some people say like some people just assume that she came from like a middle class background maybe a rich family or something like something decent. But she no, did. she did not. She was rotating three shirts at one point. That's all she had, like that type wow. of shit. You get to learn. You get to learn some shit. Yeah, that's Be- pretty sweet. Beyonce's dad had some. I mean, money. it's not sweet. It's not, but it's it's, it's good to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I do like that. Yeah, like some people, you know. So that's her story. But it was great wow. to really learn a lot more. But also, she didn't talk about. I told you she didn't talk about um the Mariah's World TV show, reality TV show from 2015-16. She didn't talk about that. And didn't mention that at all. And she didn't mention I her about. Bi- she had a reality. Yeah, she did. It was cute. And she didn't mention her um <laughs> that's cool. that's cute. bipolar um diagnoses like uh during the uh glitter days that's when she was diagnosed and she told the world uh and people magazine like two years ago she told us about it but she didn't talk about it in her book so i'm like girl and you didn't talk about how tommy matola actually stepped to you the first time i wanted to she's probably writing a different book but (laughs) again this might come down to um pacing so she might have actually mentioned it but maybe it comes down to pacing Girl, What's she could have had. Let me tell you right quick. She could have had a book for every decade, girl. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, was born in the seventies. Seventies and eighties could have been a whole book. Yeah. It could have been a whole three fifty pages. The nineties could have been a whole three hundred fifty pages. She started. So she was twenty, literally twenty <laughs> when, she, when, she when her started. record. Yeah, yeah. When her record when she, was released, her album. Her when first she was album doing released. her thug dizzle. She was fucking mm-hmm. twenty years old. Like that's. Yeah. That is like she's a boss. Oh my god! Just thinking of that, like all she knows is fun. But it was so wonderful. Wow. Well, this has been a great episode. I'm excited that we did this episode. Yeah, you guys. We're probably gonna do oh, more book clubs down the road. Be, yeah, I thought this was gonna be like a 20, 30 minute episode, but we just kept going. <laughs> no, I had to go in. I love it. Oh my god! Oh, I'm so excited. I love this episode. I love these episodes in general. I love working with you, Ed. This is such a like you have no idea what it does for me. I like. I always. It's a fun outlet. No disrespect to anybody I talk to, but. Uh, Patricia Carey is never too late to do right. <laughs> just saying, bitch. Just saying, bitch. I'm just saying. Maybe Fuck see a therapist. Bitch. It ain't too you late. You got grandkids out there. You got time. Saying. You got time. Get the fucking together. So I think we, I need to get my shit together. I think yeah. we can end it with our um, uh, Tingle uh, social media and then a quick quote from her uh, right. MDB herself. So obviously, that. please. Follow us on Instagram at Actors Lounge Podcast. You can follow Lamar Finez on um, Instagram at Lamar Finez, L-A-M-A-R-F-I-N-E-S-S-E or whatever. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. and then you can follow me on my Instagram at Shaner.ArtIsDead. That's Shaner, S-H-A-N-E-R, Shaner.ArtIsDead. So follow us on our platforms. We always have a good time. And from the great words and wisdom 
of Mariah Carey herself. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, it's not a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got a great sense of humor. She I think does. that's a good sense of humor. I she like is. that quote. I love that quote. So I love doing these things. Butterflies. Butterflies. <laughs> Lambs. I'm going to be a lamb here soon. I'm telling you, I'm going to be a lamb. But it was awesome. It was awesome. Speaking with you guys, have a good night. I'm sorry Bye, that we guys. haven't been posting as much as we normally do. Um, I've had a tough week this week. I'm not going to lie emotionally. just been kind of weird. No big deal. I don't <laughs> want to get into it. It's not a big thing. I don't want to uh, put it on you guys because I want to entertain you guys. I want to give you guys some fun and exciting and interesting to look into. So, But luckily, um, because of my best friend Ed here and the things that we do together, I'm able to do my do my thing and feel better about life. So uh, we're going to end it here. But always a pleasure. As always, I am Shane. Nicholas, with me as always, my best friend Lamar Finesse. Oh, it's been such a be pleasure. festive. <laughs> that was That's so good. I want to hear Is it? Oh my God! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like it. Rock. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.